everybody in youth ministry. This is episode 158 of the Youth Ministry Booster podcast and episode 12 in our special feature for the month of October, celebrating pastors all month long as we feature women who are serving in youth ministry. It's our hashtag women in YM month, and we hope that you've been enjoying it and learning uh, from these amazing women that are serving all over North America. Uh, I am thankful for all their time it's been sharing. Chad, for recording. Hey, I haven't said it yet. Chad, thanks for recording. And so we hope that you're enjoying these things and that you know that Youth Ministry Booster is here for the emotional journey of youth ministry because you're going to hear today it is an emotional one. That The trajectory that God has set us on, uh, we don't always know it. We don't always see it while it's happening, but sometimes we look back and think it could be no other. And so if you're looking for a community for the journey, that is what Youth Ministry Booster is all about. We call them masterminds. We call it our network. But for you, it's a community of fellow youth ministers that get together, that learn from each other, that challenge each other, that love and care for each other. Wherever you're at, it's been said before, and it's still very true. We all need a network more than we often ask for. And so we're here to tell you about that and the deep, deep journey of what it means to serve, labor, and lead in youth ministry. Natalie... She's up. She's Canadian, and you'll hear it every now in a boot. And it is a wonderful interview you're going to love today. Our friend Natalie Frisk from The Meeting House in Canada shares her heartfelt journey into youth ministry and her love of the vocation that God has put on her life and the calling that is so evident in this interview. I'll catch you at the end. Hello, and welcome to Youth Ministry Booster. My name is Chad Higgins, and we are here with Natalie Frisk. Natalie, how are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having me, Chad. Well, I am excited about this interview to get to know you a little bit better. Tell our listeners who you are, where you live, what you do, all those kind of uh, who, what, when, where, why kind of things. Yes. Well, why is the big question, right? But um, I live just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I live with my husband, Sam, and we have a really cool daughter, Erin, who's seven and in the second grade, and she's loving life. And uh, I work at this church called The Meeting House, and we are a multi-site church. Uh, We have 18 different locations across the province of Ontario. And um, yeah, we are uh, kind of branded, so to speak, as the church for people who aren't into church. So a lot of the locations that we have are um, rental facilities in movie theaters and uh, some high schools, some schools and things like that. Um, yeah. Uh, and my role is as a curriculum pastor for our church. So after spending, uh, seven ish years in youth ministry, um, as a youth pastor, I kind of got asked the question, what would be your dream job here? And I was just so pumped and I got to kind of paint my own job description for this role as curriculum pastor. And uh, now I get to oversee the creation of curriculum content, which is a great alliteration, by the way, (laughs) as I'm complimenting myself. Uh, It is the curriculum content from birth all the way through to the end of high school. So that is my, that's my, my deal right now. I, I love that for some of our listeners, you may hear like curriculum pastor and think, that would be the worst possible thing uh, ever. And Natalie and I were talking beforehand, like she told me that that's what she does. And I, I'll be honest, I'm the guy that like, 
that sounds amazing to me. Like sitting down, like writing, structuring everything out. Like that's how my mind works anyway. And I'm like, wait, I don't have to be like bombarded with people every day. Amazing. <laughs> um, no, but that sounds, that sounds so fascinating. Um, I would love to talk about that. And then also your experience um, with student ministry as, as we uh, chat today. So like, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Tell us, tell us how you got into ministry in the first place. What was that like? What was that journey like for you? All right. Well, uh, to be honest, I never anticipated being in ministry as kind of like a young person. Um, I always really loved um, the church, the Big C Church. I have been a Christ follower my whole life. And uh, through high school, I decided that I wanted to go into journalism. And so I actually got a really cool co-op opportunity when I was in my uh, senior year of high school to write for a daily newspaper. And I did that and I loved it. I thought that was really cool. Um, Thought reporting would be really cool uh, until I started really looking at reporting and it's, uh, it's actually a really tough life. (laughs) And so I decided to, um, to go to university for an English degree and then I could kind of go on the journalism trajectory still if I wanted to, or maybe pursue something else. And so I went to a, a small Christian university, um, in Ontario here called Redeemer University College and had a really cool experience there where I I played on the basketball team and I was kind of like the team chaplain too. That was kind of okay. the joke. I used to uh, connect with all the girls on the team in, during times that I called apple juice and Jesus talks. So <laughs> I was a really poor student back then, so I didn't, couldn't afford to take people out for coffee. So I'd literally <laughs> show up at their dorms with a box of apple juice and we talk about Jesus. And so that was kind of stuff that was always baked into just me. Like that's just how God wired me. Um, and I had no idea that that was a, a, a calling. That was something that God was kind of pulling in me. Um, actually, if I flash back even to my youth group, years I had an amazing youth pastor who put me onto a leadership team there were five of us on a leadership team and he really invested well into us and uh four of us are in full-time ministry now and uh so the trajectory was set and I think God was pointing me in a direction I just didn't realize what I was staring at and so after university I kind of started just to grab at straws for whatever I could find for a job because that's just what you're supposed to do, I guess, right? right? <laughs> Someone hire me, please. Someone please. hire me, please. I have rent to pay. <laughs> um, and so I started as um, I got hired at a private Christian university or private Christian uh, high school. I was um, teaching. I was also an educational assistant. I was also a basketball coach, mm-hmm. and I realized that in all of that, I loved students. I loved hearing about their walk with God. I loved helping them wrestle through tough stuff in life, but I hated the classroom. Mm. And so um, I had a friend one day just shoot me a job uh, posting that he saw for this church that I was attending the meeting house. And the, the job posting was to be a student ministries assistant. And while 
Um, I'm not super, super administrative. It turns out I'm a bit more administrative than a lot of people in youth ministry. (laughs) (laughs) I shout out to all of my friendly youth pastors who struggle in administrative tasks. Um, Can you work a folder? Right? (laughs) (laughs) I I can set up a spreadsheet. Fair enough. Um, and so I started into this role and in a few months I was helping to write curriculum and I was, um, my role kind of morphed and it became a pastoral role. And I started on our, um, credentialing process in ministry and then was ordained. And before I knew it, I realized that this trajectory that God had put me on for a long time was actually a calling that I was just stepping into. Um, and I think Part of it for me, I know, uh, Chad, we connected over this awesome um, thing on Twitter where our friend was trying to gather and rally together some women in ministry. And I think part of it for me is I did see a lot of my male um, peers be really encouraged towards ministry when we were in youth group and in university. And to be honest with you, I was never encouraged in that way way um not one person uh pointed me in the direction of ministry and and while i'm still i'm i got here (laughs) god wanted me here i really believe um i look back and i'm kind of just surprised um considering the way that i feel like i've been wired for this my whole life that's that's amazing i love how your story it was like it was almost like god got you in the middle of it yes before you (laughs) like opened up your eyes and go Hey, wait, like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like this moment, like you're halfway down the road and like, you realize, oh, you've been doing this the whole time. Yeah. I see what you did there, God. I got you. Yep. That's exactly how it felt. (laughs) That is very, very cool. I I love the like apple juice and Jesus story. That is fantastic. Um, (laughs) Only college students understand the poverty of not being able (laughs) afford coffee and so finding like another alternative uh that is at your disposal is absolutely fantastic um so so good there um tell me tell me what's been one of like your favorite moments in ministry for yourself Mm. um so i this moment is, I think, forever ingrained in my mind in the very best way. Um, through my time in youth ministry, at a, uh, I've had a number of students who are, are differently abled. Um, so whether they may be on the autism spectrum or um, with some physical um, just limitations and things like that, uh, I've always really loved to see um, kids in that capacity thrive. Mm -hmm. And um, there was this one girl in particular, I I won't use her name just, just cause we'll call her Clara. Um, And she had a number of different diagnoses, had a hard time with um, maybe some social maneuvering and things like that. And she loved to sing. And none of us really knew this about her that she loved to sing, but um, we had a karaoke kind of a, kind of a karaoke contest kind of mm. song off kind of thing. And she entered and she entered a song and none of us really realized when she signed up with this song, the power of the lyrics of this song as she sang it. And the song was um, from the little mermaid, uh, which sounds a little bit silly, but it was a song. Uh, the lyrics go, 
um, it, it's, a, I want to be a part of your world. Yeah. Um, and she sang it with such clarity and such confidence about wanting to be a part of our world. And it was honestly just like everybody stopped and just kind of took it in. And it was this beautiful, beautiful moment of, um, I think a really heartfelt declaration that she just felt connected with these words. And in that, in that moment, got the audience that she's wanted, right. And, and really got people drawn in and listening. It was really cool. I mean, you, even you just like telling me about this story, right? Like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like that'll break your heart. Yeah. I, I wonder though, like even for so many students that may not be on any sort of, you know, mm-hmm. spectrum, like yeah. I, I, I've met a lot of middle school students that whether they know it or not, that's probably like their anthem, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, and I think s- such a pure work of student ministry is meeting those students right mm-hmm. where they're at, and and I love the story of Jesus too because it's like even though we may cry out like I want to be a part of this world, like He very much invades our own right, mm-hmm. totally. um, and and that's uh, I think that's just a beautiful picture of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, what a powerful, powerful story! I. This is, I, I want to do a follow-up question. Yeah. How, how does something like that not only shape how you see her, but like other students as you like went forward, you know what I mean? In your time in ministry, like tell me about the effect that that has on yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think part of that just um, allowed allowed me and others, I mean, all of our leaders to really just remember and realize the heart within people um Mm. my prayer throughout my youth ministry experience and probably it was a a much louder prayer even when i was in uh junior high circles (laughs) um was god help me to see these these students the way that you see them Mm. um and i think that that student in particular i really genuinely believe i got glimpses of seeing her the way that god sees her Mm. Um, in fact, even as I'm talking to you, I remember this other time she, she, um, had a bit of a difficulty with speech. So, um, just some of the things that she said were limited or, or it would be harder for her to convey something, um, to, to you in any given kind of conversation. And we were around a campfire and we were sharing kind of just like our God stories, you know, sharing thoughts or highlights and, and I, it was honestly like the fire was making her face glow and she started to communicate this sense of belonging and um, being part of our youth ministry experience and, and understanding community in a new way. And she was communicating things that I know had been on her heart for a really long time, but for her to clearly articulate that to the group was just like unbelievable. It was like this, those are those are transformational moments, yeah. and that's what we got to see. And I, I, I think in youth ministry, that's all of our hearts is to get to experience those things. And sometimes uh, it's, we got to reflect on them because honestly, it was unbelievable. A hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. I, I think one of the biggest travesties, and I'll just speak for myself. It's yeah. like I, we have moments like that. God shows us moments like that. 
and how easy it is to forget, right? Like, I think that's why all through the Old Testament, right? It's like God gives the people these like remembrance things, right? It's like, hey, stack these rocks over here. Right? So you can yeah. tell your kids, like, remember this and remember what I did because yeah. he knows like, hey, give it a few years. They're going to forget. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all those kind of things that I think is so important for us as youth ministers or ministers to always be remembering and, and being reminded of those moments. And, um, and, and I think learning from other people. And so if you're listening today, the one thing that like really jumps out to me that you said, Natalie, was that you had this very pure prayer of God, help me see them as you see them. And I'm sure there are probably youth ministers listening right now that you are struggling with a kid right now. <laughs> May God grant you eyes to see them the way he sees mm-hmm. them. Um, all right. So first year, like first day on the job, right? Yeah. Yep. Youth ministry, you get to go back in time, buy yourself some apple juice and sit <laughs> with yourself. <laughs> what yep. advice would you give yourself? Uh, well, I'd probably treat myself to a coffee because that just seems like it. Because uh, that 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 dude can't, that person can't afford it, right? I can afford it now, but you know, <laughs> um, no, you know what? I I was thinking about this quite a bit. Um, I I think my answer to the question would be, and it sounds almost I don't. It sounds like the Pat Christian answer, but I I genuinely mean it. I think that I would tell myself to pray more. Um, more consistently, um, more uh, in the context of bringing people together to pray more, pray more specifically for for individual students and for leaders and for um, to to be to be where God is already at work. Um, I, yeah, I think I would I would encourage myself to get prayer baked into the ethos of what I'm doing more. Mm. I think that's what I would say. I don't want to add anything to that. I just want to say thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. There you go. That's our interview with Natalie Frisk, the curriculum pastor for the Meeting House Canada. Natalie, thank you for your heartfelt insight and reminders for both the ways in which we minister and the ways in which we look for where God is already moving. If you enjoyed this episode and were touched by what Natalie had to share and want to contact her, again, always good links in the show notes below. And you can check all those out at youthministrybooster.com on the blog as we post along this month, not just the episodes, but notes and transcriptions from all the episodes from this month. We'll be back again tomorrow with another great episode featuring a woman in youth ministry leading, celebrating, and encouraging them for all that they do. Thanks again for checking out and listening, and we'll see you again. I'm going to show you things you've never seen.